radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm just getting, you know, I'm in the house. But it's like, uh, uh, and I love, I love weird days. I always ride past, you know, because I ride past a few churches on the way here. I always look at the lot. I don't usually look at the lot, but I do on a weird day. And everybody's lot was white. And I'm like, man, you know what I thought? And I'm not mad. I'm not, I, I get it. But I thought this. Man, my brother would love to go to church today. Amen. You know, I mean, going through his situation uh, and me, you know, going through it kind of with him, actually, you know, uh, he went to church for the first time like two weeks ago in, in almost a year. And, and um, you know, and they rolled him in there and they just, he just went to church and then they rolled him out. But I was thinking, man, I mean, how, how, how if he was able-bodied, he wouldn't care what the weather Amen. was. He would, he would have made it to church today. And I'm not knocking anybody who's not here. But what I'm saying is it makes me grateful Amen. that I can walk in here on my own power. Amen. 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 That I don't need any assistance to come in here. That you know, I mean, here we think about New Year. And everybody, oh, yes, New Year's. And New Year's are great until you get over 50. <laughs> and then you start thinking, okay, now how I'm closer how old am I now? I mean, because I'm going to be, how old am I going to be, Courtney? 58. I'm going to be 58 this year in June, 58 years old. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, man, I remember back in, because uh, uh, Julian, we were talking in the back, Julian thinks the 80s was like antique time. He thinks, you know, <laughs> he's like, well, that was way back in the 80s. And I'm like, man, I was here in the 80s, dude, you know, but he thinks the 80s is like so long ago. And I'm like, man, so much life has passed. And the beauty of it is God is still with me. Yes. And he still keeps me functioning. Amen. And so I think about, uh, I was telling people on New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, that God always gives me a word. And he gave me a word for this year, and it's called provision. God says, tell my people I will provide for them. Better yet, tell them I've already provided for them. Amen. Provision means it's already prepared. It's already, it's already in place. It's ready when you need it. Mm -hmm. Because most times, let's be honest, most people trust in their jobs and their education and their ability to get jobs and their uh, ability to accumulate wealth. But the Bible says that God gives you that ability. Everybody say That's amen. what it said. But God says, you know, just like Elijah when he was by the brook, uh, uh, and the Bible says that, he, that it was a drought. He sent Elijah. You guys know the story. I've, I've even taught it before. And when he was by the brook, the Bible says that he drank from the brook. The brook was a natural thing. The brook was, bless you. The brook, brook was there, and it was natural. He had gave him a natural supply of water. That was a natural thing. That will be, like be like the equivalent of your job. He, he says, go hide by the brook, and I will... Let drink from the brook, it will sustain you. That's natural. And then he does something supernatural. He sends a bird that brought him a sandwich at twice a day. Mm -hmm. He bought him meat and bread. I don't, know, I don't know what he bought. I hope it wasn't roadkill, but he bought, he bought something to him every day. So it was like, it was the natural progression of sustaining him with the brook. And then it was the supernatural blessing from the bird. Mm -hmm. And God says, that's how I'm going to provide. All right. Amen. They, see, they, they all have natural means, but I'm going to give them supernatural means. 
Mm-hmm. Thank I you, Lord. Somebody. So that means that you will have a brook and you have a bird. Thank you, Lord. He's going to sustain you because you guys think, well, yeah, I work and I get a check. Okay? You might walk in there tomorrow. You might not be working anymore. So we just don't know how life is, is going to go. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, remember, Kim, when that big turn happened? And we had to lay all those people off. Everybody that I had hired, I had to turn around and lay off. And I remember telling some of them, look, this is actually going to be a blessing for you. Because God has got something better for you than this place. I know Amen. this place is every. And then I bumped into people who went, man, I still remember you said that. I went to school, and now I'm a nurse I work at. Because God can sustain. He can, he's, got, he's got provision. Mm-hmm. He can, and, I, and I gave a quick rundown of my life, uh, New Year's Eve. I won't do it now. I don't have time. But I, just how every step of my life, when something went on in my life, when I didn't have, I don't even know how I survived. Mm-hmm. When I broke my ankle, I don't know how I really survived. I just know that I did. When I, when I moved away and I didn't take the job I was supposed to take and God still supplied and then he told me to come back after I had built the life down there. So I brought my kids back. We came back. And God, I didn't have anything. God, he, he provided. Then half my income left a few years ago. And, God, and, and I'm doing better now than I was then. And it's a supernatural provision that he has. Yes. <coughs> so he blessed, he's blessed me naturally and he's blessed me supernaturally. Mm-hmm. I've told you guys the story when I didn't have any money, any money, and God sent me to the store anyway, and I had money by the time I got there. It's been many times I opened up my mailbox with no money, and it'll be a check in there from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Supernaturally. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't a, see, we've taken the word and we've, we've used it as a get-rich-quick scheme. And so now when, you, when people usually teach this provision and, and about God supplying all that, we, we, we've equated it to riches. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bible says he'll supply all you need. Right. Be careful what you want. Right, right. He didn't right. say he'd give you what you want. He says, I'm going to supply what you need. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure when we look at these things, we're in a mental frame of mind of what do I need? Mm-hmm. And one thing I love about God, he always gives excess. He, gives you, he can give you actually more than you need. Yes, he can. But he has to trust you first. Amen. If you can't trust him, he's not going to give it to you. Amen. He'll supply your needs, but he's not going to give you any extra. Because you're going to do silly things with it. Mm-hmm. Man, you don't know how long I stared at a 70-inch TV in Walmart one night. Just stood there looking at it. <laughs> I even took a picture of it on my phone. I sent it to court. <laughs> and, and I'm standing there, and this other guy walks at, up, and he's staring at it. And we're both staring at it. He goes, man, I want that TV. I'm like, dude, you don't know how bad I want this TV. Here's the thing. I already got TVs. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to buy this TV that I really want. And it's a really good price. 70 inch. Man, my video game will look nice on that. (laughs) I'm going to give that money away. Amen. I gave it away. The money I was going to spend on that TV, I gave it away. Bless you. God says, I'm going to provide. But there's stipulation. Amen. All right. Let's read some Bible. I see Philippians chapter 4. Let's see what Paul says, and we'll see what Jesus says, and then I'll get you out of here. Philippians 4, come on. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. 
right, right into the church in Philippi, and he goes, you know what? I, I'm, I'm so glad you guys have renewed your concern for me. You, you were concerned for me all the time, actually, but you didn't have an opportunity to show me. What he's saying is that, that you guys are the only church who is, has, has given me, given to this mission that I'm on. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, man, I, I rejoice greatly that you renewed your concern, that you, you, you're concerned about my well-being as I'm out here trying to teach the word. Come on. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. He says, I'm not saying this, you know, it, you know to, 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 to make you feel bad or whatever. I'm not complaining about having a little bit because I've learned how to be content in whatever my circumstance is. Paul is saying this, and, I, and then I'll let him say it. Go first. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. He says, man, I know what it's like to have a bunch of money, and I know what it's like to be poor. And I go, Paul, I do too. Because there's been times when I've had a lot of money. And there's been times when I was, didn't have no money. Mm -hmm. And Paul is saying, here's the thing, though. I've learned in all my situations, whether I'm well-fed or whether I'm hungry, whether I have a lot or whether I have a little, uh, uh, I've learned how to be okay in all my conditions. Yeah. I've learned how to be okay. I've learned how to. I've learned that 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 life is a roller coaster. It goes up and down, mm -hmm. especially financially. Yes, yes. Man, when I left my job, I left a lot of money. But now, nah, but I'm like to, to preach. I don't want to. I was so mad at all you guys. <laughs> and, and it was like, and, and, but and then I had a son on top of that, and I'm like, Lord, okay, now how shouldn't I have had him ten years ago? First of all, I was ten years younger, and then second of all, I had the money to do it. And then God says, Who are you? Amen. Amen. Huh. Do you think I can't supply for him? Amen. The first year of Julian's life, I bought him absolutely nothing. Mm. I didn't even buy him a diaper. I had a whole, my, one of my rooms in our house was just full of Julian stuff. We didn't buy him anything for the whole first year. And then God did that to tell me something. Don't you, 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 you forget sometimes. Mm, my Lord. You forget. You really think that you're that special, that you can figure things out. I've given you the ability to do that, but you got to remember something. I'm the one who takes care of you, dude. Right, right. Amen. Don't you ever doubt me again. And here's the thing, you shouldn't have, because we got all this history where I took care of you. Hallelujah, mm -hmm. hallelujah. So here's Paul going, but here's the thing, I've learned how to be content. I've learned how to be okay. I've learned how to fight off the pressures of this world. You don't know how bad I just like new stuff. I just love new stuff. I mean, it's, I don't like a lot of stuff, but the stuff that I like, that I really like, it costs a lot of money. I like new trucks. They cost too much. Yeah, they do. They cost too much. They want your firstborn. They want, I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to pay all that money. But I'm like, man, I love new. I love new TVs. I love new shoes. And, and I'm like, oh, God, I just like new stuff. And so here's the thing. I've learned how when I don't get new stuff, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's better. I like new stuff, but I don't love new stuff anymore. Yes, yes. It, it literally, God had to snatch that from out under, under me because God is saying, if you don't get the stuff under control, you won't realize I have supplied your need. Yeah. Paul is saying, man, I know how it is to have a lot of money. I know how it is to be dirt poor. And I've learned how to be content. Because in verse 13, it says, Christ gives me the strength to face anything. Yes. Whatever my circumstances is, I can, 
I can do all this through him who gives me strength. No, no, no. What is he saying? Well, when I was poor, I still had strength. When I have money, I still have strength. You got to, you have to be able to be walking in God either way. Either if you've got a lot in the bank or if you got nothing in the bank. You gotta still be walking close to him because he's gonna give you instruction the whole time. Yes. Amen. Those of you who got a lot of money, God will instruct you. Because you know how God blesses people with people. Amen. That's right. God has told me some amazingly stupid things. I, I think it's stupid, but I did it. He's like, you know what? Give this person that. Give that person this. Give that person that. I, I've given away so many watches, it's ridiculous. Here's the scary thing. Every time I give one away, I get one back. <laughs> and then you think, well, Kenan is, I love watches, so I give them away. But what happens? I give them away, and one comes back. Right? And usually the one comes back is better than the one I gave away. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm trying to give you some godly principles on how God works. Yes, he will have you drink by the brook, but he also will send a bird. Because here's the thing. The economy is going to turn again. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. God says, Kenny got to prepare them because the economy is getting ready to flip. And, 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 and he says, I'm going to allow it mm -hmm. because I have to build the faith to sustain my people in the last day. And they're going to have to realize that they're not getting this stuff done by their own power. Mm -hmm. They're getting this stuff done because I have blessed them and I have provision for them. Yes. Kenny, you have to tell them that, listen, it's not just their job. Mm -hmm. That's going to have them survive what's coming up. Amen. amen. This is not to be afraid. Everybody say amen. amen. Yeah, to where are we going? 17. Let's go. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. Paul is saying, listen, it's not about your money. It's, it's tough talking about, see, you can't talk about provision without talking about giving. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a message on giving. But I can't, talk, I can't get you to where I'm trying to go with provision unless you give. Here's the thing. God will never bless people who don't give. Amen. I'm going to be honest. He just won't do it. Not because he can't. I take that back. You know why he can't? Because he can't lie. Mm-hmm. So he says, if you this, I that. If you do this, I'll do that. If you don't do this, what happens? I won't do that. Mm -hmm. It's just how it works. Mm -hmm. So God says, listen here. You, he says, I'm not desiring the gifts. I'm not, it's not about your money. I am trying to do something. I want you to be able to receive the blessings that God has for you. Yes. The blessings that come from giving, I desire to be more credited to your account. Your giving has a, you have a bank, you have a bank account in heaven. Did you know that? You, you have dual citizenship. You have earthly citizenship and you have kingdom citizenship. Amen. And so you, you have a, you have a, you have an earthly bank account and you have a heavenly bank account. Now when you go to the bank and go to the ATM and try to draw some money and you don't have at least $25 in there, you ain't getting no money. Mm -hmm. You can only draw what? What you put in. That's right. So in times when you need blessing from your heavenly bank account, you might, you got to make sure you've done some deposits. That's right. That's how this thing works. That's how I survive. That's how I thrive. Everybody say amen, amen. now. So it's like you can't pull out something that's not there. Mm -hmm. So you have an earthly account, you have a heavenly account. Auntie, come on. 
I have received full payment and have more than enough. Mm -hmm. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent. He says, now I have full payment and listen, I have more than enough. I'm supplied because you sent my man back to me with the gifts and now it's, this gift is like a fragrant, fragrant offering to God. It's, it's, an, it's an acceptable sacrifice and it pleases God. Yes. See, God is happy now. He's happy that you guys are taking care of me. And he says, man, I thank you. I'm so thankful for what you gave me. You gave me more than enough. It wasn't just what I needed. It was more than I actually needed. You guys really came through for me, as we're calling it. Yes. He's saying, now, to, to God, to God, it's, that offering is fragrance to him. Yes. God is looking down at your sacrifice and your sacrifice is given and he's going, man, ah, that's a sweet smelling thing. I like, I like that. Here's the key. Go to the next one. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And people always quote this. I, I pray that God will, God, God will meet all your needs according to his riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. That means that God has all these riches. If you look at that in the Greek, it's like that word and God will meet all your needs according to his riches. That word riches, if you translate it, is someone who has tons of money, tons of access to things. He, God has a way more than the over, they said riches, but it's more than that. He has, yes. he has so much more than you think he has. Oh, he has everything. Everything. And it's according to his riches in Christ that he'll bless you. Everybody quotes this, but they leave all the first parts out. Mm -hmm. He wasn't saying he's going to bless every supply, everybody's needs. He said the ones who gave. Amen. You will have more than enough. He, I pray that all he'll take care of all your needs with the wonderful blessings that come from Christ. What are you saying, Canaan? What I'm saying is it's not even amount, it's not even the amount that you give. It's that you give. Amen. I've never stood up here and said you need to give a tenth. And that's what preachers preach. Do you need to tithe? Tithing is not a biblical statement. You can send this everywhere you want to. It is not a New Testament thought. It died at the cross. But preachers still use it because they want to, because they don't trust you guys. Mm -hmm. So they bring condemnation on you and say, if you're not giving a tenth of your money, you're not doing right. Mm -hmm. How, that didn't make, auntie, that didn't get through the cross. Mm -hmm. Tithing is not New Testament theology. Mm -hmm. Preachers use it, though, because it keeps them sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. But it keeps you stressed out. Because what if you can't faithfully give 10% of your money? Maybe you can give five. Mm -hmm. Kenan, what are you basing that for, off of? Remember when the woman who gave, when Jesus was watching, mm -hmm. and Jesus said, look, guys, she gave more than everybody else, and they're going, no, she didn't. He's going, yes, she did. Because with her income, what she gave, it's a major giving. These rich people you saw, that's not really sacrifice at all. Right, right, right. So the Bible goes on to say, what should you give? Whatever you desire in your heart to give. Mm -hmm. Just make sure it's constant. Everybody say amen. amen. And then do God a favor. When he gives you more, you give more. Amen. I ain't talking about just to the church. I'm talking about wherever you give. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Spell my name with two E's if you want to give me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Philippians 4.19. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Come on. 
So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance. Okay, here's Paul writing to the Corinthian church. I said, I'm, I'm sending some brothers to you in advance. Come on. And finish the arrangements for the generous gift you have promised. Mm -hmm. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. He says, I'm sending guys to you so they can help you get the gift together that you promised. And I'm doing that so it won't look like when we come that I made you give. You gave on your own. You gave it without begrudgingly. You, you gave it happily you gave it. I'm going to have them get it first so when I come, it won't look like I made you give. You following yes. that? Yes. Come on. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Uh -huh. And whoever sows generously will also reap it's just, generously. It's just a biblical law. There's nothing you can do about it. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows a little bit, you're only going to reap a little bit. That's, it's funny how the Bible equates farming and money. It's like an investment. God, God has given us an investment plan. Mm -hmm. He's saying, listen, for those farmers who take five seeds and throw five seeds out, what are they going to get? Hopefully four back. But when you got a farmer who throw bags of seeds out, what is he going to get back? Harvest. Mm -hmm. How it works. So people, this is not saying throw all your money out the window or give it to everybody or give it to the church or whatever. It's not saying that. It's just making the fact of this. Whatever you sow, you'll reap. Just bottom line. Mm -hmm. Whatever you, and then how much you give is what you will receive. Here's the thing, and this hurts. This really hurts. But when people really struggle and they work, I always ask them a question when they need a financial blessing. How much do you give? Mm-hmm. Now, if someone's poor, the Bible, Jesus said the poor are going to be with you always. The Bible is so concerned about us helping the poor. Everybody say amen. Amen. We pulled up on a, on a light, me and Julian, and this guy was standing out there with a sign, and I, I reached him out my, my, my bag, and I gave him some money. And Julian goes, man, was that guy poor? And I go, the son God told me he was. Mm-hmm. God said he, he needed my help. See, see and, 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 and this time when I pulled up next to people, and I'm like, I ain't giving this guy enough. <laughs> right, right. It's just being having to being able to discern. So what are you saying? He's totally concerned about the poor. But sometimes people are just poor. But when you're working 40-some hours a day, and your husband's working something hours a day, and you guys are working, and you guys, and you guys are struggling, 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 I always ask the question. Do you give anything? Because mm -hmm. if you don't give anything, these laws won't work. Right, right. So yes, God will supply all your needs according to Christ Jesus. If yeah. See, it's quiet because these things are touchy. So you guys know me. <laughs> I'm not asking you for no money. I'm giving you biblical truths. Mm -hmm. Paul is saying, I'm not <coughs> trying to make. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm trying to make sure God blesses you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. Because you're going to have to drink by the brook this year, but he's going to have to send a bird. Yes. Or a lot of us won't survive it. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You think 20, you think 20, what, uh, 20 was crazy? Okay. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to make you nervous. I'm actually trying to encourage you. Because mm -hmm. God's going to supply your needs. Everybody amen. amen. Come on, next verse. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, yep. not, not reluctantly. reluctantly. or under compulsion or under pressure, because yes. God loves a cheerful giver. Yes, He's saying, each one of you should give what's, what's in your heart to give. That's a deal between you and God. 
Did he say at each one of you should tithe? No, he didn't. He didn't, did he, did he give a percentage? He didn't give a percentage. He said, whatever, listen, I'm going to trust God just like you. Man, I can, be at a, I can be at churches with hundreds of members. And I'm telling you, man, I live okay. And it's not hundreds of us. Amen. And God has opened up other opportunities for me mm-hmm. that we do all right. Yes. And man, it's amazing, God, how many times you walked in here and the lights were off or something was broke or we couldn't afford. No, we do okay. Why? Because we don't take offerings. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So my thing is, I'm the same provision that I'm telling you to trust in, I proved it out already. All right. That's why I teach you with so much confidence. Because not only in my personal life, but in this church, I proved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying it works. It works. Yes, it does. Hallelujah, somebody. You're going to need a bird, I'm telling you. Happy, come on. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. He's saying, so listen, God will bless, he's able to bless you abundantly if you take care of his business first. Amen. See, he's saying, listen, because I mean, you guys got your stuff together, you guys gave out of the goodness in your heart, now God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, you will have what you need. He's gonna bless. He's, he's not saying the whole world is gonna do that. Mm-hmm. He's not saying people who just haven't given anything is gonna do that. He's giving. He's giving that to specific people. Those of you, Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. That 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 uh, just give out the goodness of your heart, whatever that may be. He says, listen, God's gonna make sure you got what you need. It's an amazing statement. You'll be you you will abound in every work. He's, he's gonna make sure that you suffers are good. He promises that. And he yes. says, I'm gonna give you so much that you have enough to continue to give to my work. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to abound in every work, being able, you'll be able to push the kingdom forward because the kingdom needs money. Yes, yes. What is what is what are you what is, I'm just using an example. Give it to the church. What does it do? Well, it helps the kingdom. How? You suckers keep getting a place to come. Mm-hmm. We can turn the heat on. We can turn the lights on. We mm-hmm. can turn the electricity up. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then what happens? Then you hopefully people continue to grow and we reach souls. Yes. People give it to the station. When they give it to the station, this music continues to go out. Mm-hmm. So when we do pledge drives, I'm always it's just like, listen, guys, this is your way to help the kingdom. It's not just, nobody here is driving Mercedes. Nobody's went here went out and bought a bigger house. This money goes to the kingdom. Everybody say amen. Amen. So it's talking about, you know what, he's going to make sure you got everything that you need if you do your part. Hallelujah. Somebody. Hallelujah. So what if I don't do my part? Well, you're not going to have everything you need at all times. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Auntie, come on. We in um, Matthew 6, 9. Let's go. Let's see what Jesus said. When all else fails, I'm going to look and see what Jesus is talking about. Go. This then is how you should pray. Here's Jesus going. This is how you pray, everybody. You guys know the Lord's Prayer. What, what prayer was actually the disciples' prayer. But he goes, okay, this is how you pray. Go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. First of all, remember who you're talking to. You're talking to the Holy One. 
Remember that you're not just talking to anybody. You're talking to the God of all. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And then it's like, it's about your business, not about mine. What you're doing is more important than what I'm doing. So my mind now is about your kingdom and about what you have going on in the world. I am more concerned about your kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven than I am myself. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. See, he says, once you give God glory and respect, then you go into God, it's about your business. Then he goes, give me my daily essential. Comes right after that, my daily bread. That's what it say, Auntie, right? Mm -hmm. Next verse. You want me to go on or you yeah, want no, me to go? No, no, read the next one. Your kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's next? Give us today our daily bread. Now, give us today. Bread represent. give me uh, my daily daily essentials that I need to survive. That comes right after giving God glory for who he is, going, God, your business is very important. Now can you supply my needs? Yeah. This is Jesus saying, this is how you pray. This is, this is the blueprint for prayer. Prayer is first, God, Father, I know who I'm talking to and I respect that. Second, Man, I just pray that what you got in mind will begin to happen down here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Third, can you give me what I need to survive? Thank you, Jesus. Because think about it. If I don't have what I need to survive, I'll never get done what you want done. Amen. Yes. I'll never be able to help out your kingdom being done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, God. It, it, he said, give me what I need daily. That means tomorrow I'm going to ask you again. Yes. So what are you saying, Kenan? How do a God gives me he supplies or he has provision? Well, you pray for it. And you, and, you, and you be thankful when you get it. So every day when you're able to wake up, when people pray over their food, Americans pray like this. Father, we thank you, praise for our food. Let it be great for our bodies. We give you glory and praise, Lord. And bless the hands who prepared it. Blah, 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 Jesus. You know how poor people pray? Lord, I thank you for this food. I don't know when I'm going to get another one. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, I thank you that I got some food to eat. We don't say, I thank you I got food to eat, because we're going to eat again in a few hours. We go, Lord, bless what we have. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, man, do you realize something? that the more, I know we live in America. It's tough to wrap our minds around this. But most of the world is poor. Mm -hmm. And they don't have meals like we have. That's right, that's right. And whenever I have friends who come over from out a different country and you take them out to eat and they bring out their plate, they go, this is all mine. We're going to share this, right? I'm not sharing with you. That's yours. I, you, we eat. That's why they call us fat Americans. Because mm -hmm. the rest of the world, they're trying to catch up, but most of the world don't function like us. Mm -hmm. right? Most of the world is poor. So when poor people pray over their food, they're actually thankful for their food. We have made it like a, 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 a quick thing that we do, you know, oh, yeah, well, let's pray. And I know we, we're taking it serious, and we're actually giving God glory. I know you are, because I know you're better than that. But think about it. Think about when you, if you, when you really didn't have anything to eat, and now you do. How are you going to pray then? Your, your whole concept of prayer is going to be different, and it's going to be with so much gratitude. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus is saying when you pray and you ask for your daily needs, he says daily. That means tomorrow you're going to have to ask again. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
with gratitude. Everybody say amen. Amen. So Lord, I thank you that you've given me power to get wealth. I thank you that you were able to wake me up and go to work. I thank you that you opened the door. These people gave me a job. I thank you that this, you know, this, they just gave me a raise. And Lord, I give you glory for that. I thank you that the work keeps coming my way. I thank you that stuff is just see, and it's not a it's not a religious thing, it's a realizing thing. Mm-hmm. Realizing that, man, God, you are really taking care of me. Because the world says investments do it. Great, great education does it. You know, the right career does it. No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's the Father who takes care of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And life is so fragile. It'll turn, it'll turn on you in a heartbeat. Thank you, Jesus. Andrew, come on. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. All right, here he goes. Here's an investment tip from Jesus. <laughs> Verse 19. <laughs> Don't store up treasures for yourself on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves can break in and steal it. Go. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. He said, listen, I'm going to give you an investment tip. Invest into the kingdom. You, got, you have dual citizenship. You have earthly citizenship, citizenship, and you have kingdom citizenship, which means you have two bank accounts. You have one on earth and you have one in heaven. So how do I put deposits into my heavenly one? It's not just with your money. It's with your time. It's with your abilities. It's with your gifts of singing and praying and playing. It's with your prayer for other people. It's, with, it's, with, it's for what you have, when you go out your way to help. See, every time we do something that advances the kingdom, we put money in our heavenly bank account, people. Jesus. Let me, you guys about to get your year-end statements. Let me tell you the truth. Sam can back me up on this. I don't know what any of you gave last. Sam, am I lying? I, I have no clue. I don't know what you have given. I don't care what you ever get. I've had preachers tell me, you know, and I always get on them too. Oh yeah, we, I went to lunch with you know this this. Uh, he's got like four dealerships, and you know, and yeah, we went out to lunch. Why don't you ever go out to lunch with the single mom? Amen. Mm-hmm. Why, don't, why don't you ever go out to lunch with the person who who struggles? What? How, how is it that the businessman always get your time? My, see, my friends pastor large churches, and they get guys who give tons of money, and I go, how do they always get your time? Because mm-hmm. you know what they give. Mm-hmm. One of my closest friends, he's, he's very wealthy. He goes, man, I got so mad. It's like the, the pastor had this dinner thing at his house, and all he invited was the rich people in his congregation. Hmm. And I go, man, I'm stupid because I don't even know who's rich in here. I don't know what none of I don't know what any of you give. And here's the thing, I'll never know. I don't care. It's between you and God, it ain't between you and me. And my thing is whether you give a billion or whether you gave $80, I don't I, don't, I wouldn't know. So therefore I, I can't treat you differently. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So they, I was sitting down there with all these pastors. They go, man, you should always know who your biggest givers are. And I go, that's the problem with the kingdom. And that's the problem. That's why people don't like church. 
because all you sufferers in here, that's what you do. And they all looked at me. I don't care, you can't whoop me. <laughs> My brother in the next room, we can take care of it if we had to. We can find our way out of here. Don't, don't look at me like that. Isn't that a problem? And then one pastor came up later and went, I'm so glad you said that. Amen. And I go, why didn't you help me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to know who the biggest givers are. I don't care who the biggest givers are. Between them and God anyway. Right. But the biggest givers, oh, yeah, I just got back from lunch. Yeah, he's the general manager of GE. Of course you went to lunch with him. Don't, let me get off that. Sorry, I get so aggravated. It makes me mad. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's just a great statement, isn't it? Let me translate that. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that in which your life centers around, it will be also. Wherever your treasure goes is what you care about the most. Mm-hmm. That means when you work hard and you go to take care of your family, you care about them. That's where your treasure goes. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that. When you work hard and you be able to support your children going to college or whatever, that's where your treasure goes. That's important. You should. Everybody say amen. Amen. There's time when, you know, my treasure has to go to my kids. They need my help. It should. Mm-hmm. your treasure goes to the kingdom? How much of your treasure goes to someone else in need? Mm-hmm. How much of your treasure goes to somebody who you know who's struggling? Hallelujah. See, because that what you're saying is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your kingdom is what I'm concerned about. So when the treasure that you have given me, how can I help the kingdom? And if I help the kingdom, you continue to give me everything I need anyway. Amen. I see, go first. We're going to 31. Let's go. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? So Jesus said, so listen, stop worrying so much about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live, where you're going to work, what you're going to drive, how you're going to get it fixed, where <laughs> And this is why they For the pagans run after all these things. People don't know that don't know God. That's all they think about. Every day they wake up with the mission. Here's the mission. To take care of myself, to try to live the best life I can, to drink, you know, what I'm gonna eat, what I'm gonna drink, what I'm gonna wear, how I'm gonna look. When you look at when you look at the, the, the cosmetic industry, I went, man, that's a lot of billions of dollars are spent on how I look. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I, I and sometimes I go, thank you, Lord. I come from the Pentecostal church where they like, don't wear a lot of makeup, don't wear no earrings. I 
think. That's and I'm true. like, that's why nobody here get married, everybody I'm telling you right now. <laughs> sure what you care about is okay. Yes. I'm going to provide. I've already had provisions means I already got it. Yes. I'm, I've already provided for you. I've already talked to people on your behalf. You ever, you ever had to get something done? You call one person, <coughs> nope. Call another person, nope. Call a third person, yeah, I can do that. Just not being discouraged after the first two times. And then God says, I've already talked to somebody about it. Don't worry about it. I'll love you so much. You go for one interview, nope. Go to the other interview, nope. Go to the next interview, nope. Go to the next interview, yes. Mm -hmm. I already had that provided for you anyway. Yes. So that don't mean you sit around and wait on God. You stand in your living room and go, God, okay, where is it? No, it's things that you need to do, but God is, God is already made a way for you. And he's saying, listen, tell them that they will survive by natural means. They will drink from the brook. But, Kenan, they're going to need a bird. Yes. And I'm going to allow that to happen. I'm going to tell you why. Because it will increase their faith. It will increase their trust in him. He says, you know what? You got a pretty trustworthy group. But I got to take them to another level before I come back. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure they love me with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul. Yes. God, what you saying? They don't. I told you I want them to love me with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul. It's like going to the gym. I hate going to the gym. And I go to the gym early with all the other old guys. Because I feel so stronger because all these other guys are lifting like 30 pounds. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> I don't, now when the young guys come, I go, stay away from me, dude. Like, hey, can you spot me? No, I can't spot you, no. <laughs> I worked out with these younger guys one day, man. These young guys, they play on a football team at Eisenhower. And they were just bam, bam, bam. And I was like, that, take some of that off before I get on there, dude. <laughs> Them days are over, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wish it was a way we could just take a pill and be in shape. Amen. Amen. I wish it was a way we could take a drink and be in shape. Amen. Now, commercials say we can. How come none of us are in shape? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way. Everybody say amen. amen. There's no other way. You got to stop eating and stop eating everything good. Right. <laughs> and you got to do some kind of physical activity or you're still going to be a fat butt. I'm sorry. And so all this money you're spending on this stuff that you keep taking and you just look, your butt looks the same. Because there's no other way. They lie to us. I wish it was so true. I wish it was another way to grow in God's trust 
other than going through stuff. Mm -hmm. Amen. But there's no other way. No other way. So how can I boldly stand up here and proclaim this? Because I've been through a lot where I needed God to come through for me. And then now I can understand what the writer said when he says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. bread. I've never seen it. I can stand and say that. I've never seen, I've never seen people who are righteous fall to the ground. Kena, how do you know? Because I didn't. Mm -hmm. Almost done. Auntie, come on. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Yeah, but see, the first thing you got to do is be concerned about what he's concerned about. Right. And then once you do that, everything else is given to you. I, it's, a, it's a deal. It's an investment. All you got to do is be concerned about what he's concerned about. And what are you doing when you do that? I'm storing up treasures in heaven. And then what happens? When I need to withdraw, it's there. You can't be working, guys, and doing all this stuff and give God nothing. Nothing, nothing. He's not going to bless us. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't keep just telling people, well, I'm going to pray you're okay. When you know you can give them $100, you know you can. He said, man, if you get busy with my stuff, I'm going to make sure all the other stuff added to you. Think about what he said before that. Man, you're just like the people who don't know God. Here's the people who understand. Seek the kingdom. Invest in the kingdom first. Look to the things that are important to God first. And then all this stuff you're talking about, he'll just give it to you. It's just, God doesn't care if you have stuff. In fact, he delights in giving gifts to his children. Amen. He loves it. He loves it. Just like we love Christmas Day. You know what's the best about Christmas Day? Watching your kids open gifts. Amen. And then when they ripping it, and then they socks. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's the thing that they really want. Oh, man, I just really wanted that. <laughs> just watching Julian just tear through crap. Me and Courtney, we all sitting there, he's just ripping through everything. I got a drill. <laughs> And Julian's got all this crap. He's ripping up stuff, and he's just, that's the, that's the beauty of Christmas. Amen, somebody. Watching your children mm -hmm. be happy. You think, where do we get that from? We got it from God. Amen. He loves for us to have. Amen. He loves for us to have. He, God has no problem with us having. God blesses me more than I need. Trust me. It, man, it, that's why I got a drill, because you can't buy me anything. I already got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it's like, man, now he's the only got it. I got a bunch of them. So it's like, man, God doesn't care about stuff when you stop caring about stuff. All right. Then he'll give you stuff. Mm -hmm. So you want a life like more abundantly, all you got to do is don't seek it. And God's going to automatically give it to you. I'm preaching way better than you know. Yes. I'm almost done. I got to get you out of here. Is that it, Auntie? One more. One more. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. So, therefore, deal with it tomorrow. And you know what's going to happen tomorrow? You're going to ask for a daily withdrawal again. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take care of your problem tomorrow. He, he ends it with, he starts it with, ask the Lord for your daily bread. And then he goes, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will have enough trouble. Ask God for your daily bread again tomorrow. Yes, yes. You'll be okay. Because God has provided for you. He, tomorrow is just tomorrow. Don't, don't be scared of tomorrow. 
praying, I'm praying that this year be a great year for you guys. Great year for you guys in God. I'm praying that you grow leaps and bounds. Another prayer I got is I'm praying for the zeal of God to overtake you. Because what happens is sometimes, man, when you've been walking with God a while, you begin to lose your zeal a little bit. It begins to become normal, just the normal progression with God. Just think about how when you first met the Lord and you went, man, this is so amazing. And you were telling everybody and you felt so much better, so much lighter. And then what happens? You begin to mature and all the emotional stuff goes away, which it should. You begin to stand on your own two feet. You're not a baby anymore, but then you don't look around with the same zeal. Because no. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now I'm okay. Now I know a little bit. Now I'm a little more established. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. And my thing is, we got to keep a childlike zeal. Yes, yes, yes. A, a childlike distress for God every day. That's my, that's my other prayer. Lord, let yes, Lord, sustain us, and Lord, provide for us, but Lord, I pray it for our zeal. I pray that we get our excitement. We keep it up on a higher level, because they've learned so much about you now. You, they know you now. They walk in your ways. They're stronger. Mm-hmm. That when storms come, they don't panic anymore. We can't become lazy. We can't become weary and tired of just doing the right stuff. We, we, we can't sit at home so much. We, we can't keep our mouths quiet as much as we do now. We, we can't let people say stupid stuff when we don't say anything. Praying for our zeal to spark. I'm praying for you guys to be just as excited about God as you was two years ago. Like, it's like Christmas morning. When we were kids, oh man, we were so excited we couldn't even sleep. You get older, you're like, I'll be glad when this is over. <laughs> no more zeal for this. I got a drill. <laughs> it was a nice drill. Courtney bought it, so I didn't do so there. It was a very nice drill. Cordless, two batteries. It was a nice drill. <laughs> So what happens in church, where I've been through a lot of Sundays. I've been walking with the God for quite a few years now. And, and, you, and you love him. You still love him. You still depend on him. You still pray. You still do But your zeal comes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just not as excited as you used to be. Not as thankful as you used to be. Not praising as much as you used to be. Amen. Pray that our zeal comes. Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on up. Okay, we can get Black Santa Claus down now. We can get all this <laughs> Frank and Moose stuff out of here. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Get Black Santa Claus out of here. You know how I am with that stuff. Get it out. I'm looking at this reef and that tree in the back. Get this stuff out of here. Okay, okay. Vic 
still said it. Stop. Stop it. We're going to do it. We know how you are. You know. <laughs> I'm like, look at her. I'm like, is that a black Santa Claus? I remember, real quick, I remember we first came in here, and it was pictures of Jesus everywhere. Every wall had a picture of Jesus. And I'm like, I love Jesus, but we got to take these pictures down. It's crazy. All downstairs, every wall had, all up here. I said, but don't touch white Jesus on the stairs, though. I like white Jesus. That white Jesus, leave him. So every day I go downstairs, I'm like Notre Dame football. I touch, hey, white Jesus. <laughs> hair is all flowing. He looks like a rock star. Right. Yeah, white, white Jesus. I like that white Jesus. Don't take that one down. <laughs> okay, let's get focused. And God. Ah, it's going to be a good new year, I promise. Know why? Because you're going to grow in God this year. God's going to take care of you all year. And it's going to be no doubt that he did it. And we're going to give him glory the whole way. Everybody say amen. And our zeal will come back. I'm not saying it's all gone. But what I'm saying is he will become the important thing again. Because now he's kind of tied. God's still important to all of us. But you know what? Life, children, things to do, they, they caught up a little bit because we're more mature now. And we still depend on God, and we still declare his name, and we give thanks and praise. But we lost our childlike approach to it. Lord, I'm praying right now for our zeal level. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you for looking out for us for a whole year. So this next year, if we look to you daily, We'll first give you praise. We'll first look to your business. And then we thank you for supplying all of our daily needs, our daily essentials for life. And then tomorrow, because trouble will come tomorrow, we'll ask again. And the beauty of it is you said we could. So in Jesus' name, we thank you for giving us our daily bread. And tomorrow, we'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. But today we rejoice and we give you glory. Everybody say amen. Come on, let's do communion.